I'm Nathan. And I'm Emily. And this is Twice as Less Not Perfect. A messy marriage podcast. We're here to get real with you about the fun and the flaws. The grief and the gratitude. The mirth and the myth of marriage. We all know that partnerships are powerful, but they're also pretty messy. And getting to the good stuff can take a lot of trial and error. So join us while we talk about our mistakes and the lessons we've learned about relationships. So far. Because it's not always perfect. But it's usually worth it. Hey friends, Podgoblins, here we go. Here we are for a very special update episode. Maybe, maybe, part part du, du. for this, all you francophiles out there. This time it's maybe a. This time the ba- baby is maybe a. Maybe a baby a. Maybe a baby a. Yeah. What? I don't know. <laughs> so uh, if you've been following along with us. In your hymnals, in we. Your hymnals. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when I make Christian references, having not really been brought up in the church, as if I know anything. And I'm like hymnals. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you've been following along with the podcast, mm-hmm. maybe you've listened to episode something or other where something we talked other. about uh, our decision whether or not to have a kid. How we've been kicking the idea around. For ages. All this time, and we are waiting to see how certain things in this country went and all of that great stuff, yeah. you know. Um, so we're here to just give an update. Yeah, what what had we decided at that point? I don't remember. I think we were really <laughs> waiting to see what happened with right. the election. <laughs> but in relation to that, I think we decided if, you know, democracy was still intact. Yeah. Come November, yeah. we would give it the old college try. Got real dicey there in January for a minute we, or two. Yeah, it did. <laughs> uh, because a lot can and did happen between November and January. And we're here to fill you in on some of that yeah. in, in regards to our yeah. personal so lives. How we've kind of been thinking about it and kind of where we are right now. So would you like to tell people where we are right now? Was that a pregnant pause? It felt like a pregnant pause. It well, felt like about a 16 weeks a long pregnant pause. You would be <laughs> roughly correct. <laughs> so Was that pause pregnant? That cuz I am. Sure was. You <laughs> Hey. So, um hooray. Hooray. Yay. For us, we did the thing that humans uh, sh- you know, are built to do, I guess. Yeah, we did the whole, you know, thing that we were put on this earth to do. It's really amazing because <laughs> it's like a thing that bajillions of other people have done. And yet it still feels like the most mind-blowing thing right. that could ever happen. This is only happening to me. This has only ever happened to me. I'm the only person who's ever felt this the way I'm Everyone feeling it right now. Everyone should care as much as I do no about one does. how freaking crazy this no is. No one does. Um, it's except just my mom. So, except your mom. She cares very much. Yeah. And as well, she should. <laughs> and yeah. And stepmom, all the moms are so all excited. All the moms are very excited. Which is great. Well, so first that, of all, okay. shout out to all the moms because y'all kept it together for a long time, very patiently. You and did. so, if you're listening, I just want to say, I like, I love you all, and kudos to you because you all sat there quietly, very patiently, no and pressure, didn't bug us. Um, just hoping we'd come around. And so, and sorry it took so long. And <laughs> here we are. Here we are. So, oh, so much to update you all so about. Much. So, here's kind of what. Happened. We the election happened, and that was weird and that, long. That was a whole thing. It lasted a lot longer than we thought. So I believe it was November seventh <laughs> when finally, <laughs> finally we were like, we should. We well, sh- let's. That do, was when yeah. Biden was declared winner. Correct. And we were like, okay, maybe there's hope for humanity. Yeah. And so we're like, well, we need to have have a serious talk about this. Yes. Quick sidebar. Remember when we did a debate episode and we asked people to vote? Yeah. The verdict's still out on that one. I just wanted to update everybody. That's true. (laughs) I think it's a tie. It's a tie. We each got one vote. Anyway, (laughs) we'll we'll, we'll revisit that. Historically low turnout. (laughs) Everybody was busy voting in the... In voting in real life. Which is, thankfully... Good. Good news. Okay. 
November 7th, we had a chat. And it was one of those long (sighs) walk around the neighborhood seven times Mm -hmm. for three hours kind of chats. Yeah. And I had maybe broken the news earlier to Nate. Look, I'm going to be totally transparent about this because I was like, I'm feeling a lot of shame and guilt about this yesterday. And we had it out a little bit. (laughs) But if that's what this is about, right? We had a bit of a kerfuffle. A kerfuffle. Good word. Vocab. Win. Uh, So... We, okay, I have to back it up. So November 7th happened. He, like, kind of jokingly said, oh, I guess we, should we start trying to have a baby now? Yes, we should. And I was kind of like, I may have gotten a bit lazy over the last month or so in in usage of the birth control. Right. I said. Right. Thinking in my mind... He would find it adorable and amusing, and be excited, <laughs> and, and not at all angry, and felt like I was, you know, manipulating things behind so his back. So my my initial reaction was like, "Babe, that's not good." Like, <laughs> I was like, "You can't do that." Like, <laughs> you can't just do that. You can't just do that. Like, you have to decide these things together. And I was like, ah, oh, be, that'd be like so crazy. Like, what if it happened and we weren't planning for it? And I didn't know it was, ha- you yeah. know, it was this whole was thing. This whole thing. And so that's what half of that uh, neighborhood conversation was about. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you didn't tell me and that's not cool, which yeah. is absolutely true. <laughs> and we just finished a podcast last week where it was like, don't make big decisions without your significant <laughs> other. And this is like the biggest so we are still learning. Da, 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 da. Uh, so uh, my thought behind all of that was, A, I wasn't really thinking. I got just lazy just, about know, the birth control. Time is a construct at this point. It's all, and, you know. uh, time is soup, as uh, yeah. as a friend time says. Time is and, soup. And it's so, and I don't know, uh, I was thinking, well, we're, we're on our way there. I'm I'm no spring chicken, y'all. I'm 36, and I thought, okay, I'm technically what they call a geriatric mom at this yeah. point, yeah, <laughs> which has been really fun uh, the last few weeks to hear. Uh, but I thought, well, my chances of conceiving go way down. You know, I mean, yeah. just go down pretty quickly after right. 35, and I know that women are having babies late in their 30s and 40s now. It's not right. a big deal, but in my mind, you felt. I would need a couple months just to get my hormones back on track. I'd been on birth control. A running start. Yeah. Yeah. I'd been on birth control since I was 16 or something. Yeah. And so, so, uh, I thought, I, I, you know, anyway, I needed some time. And I just kept explaining to Nate, look, (laughs) babe, it's going to take six months. (laughs) At least, if we're lucky. Long time. It could be a year, it could be two years. And even if it does happen, it's, who knows right. if it'll work out? So uh, we finally, at the end of that very long conversation, we're like, we're like, let's do it. I forgive you. It's all cool. <laughs> it's fine. Let's go. Let's give it a go. Let's do it. And so we kind of casually, officially started trying. Yeah. And that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. I was excited about yeah, that. Yeah, super exciting. The whole trying part. Yep. That's good. <laughs> yep. And, um, you know, and then... This, that, and the other, we thought we were in the clear. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we waited until what, like mid-December mm-hmm. to take a test just yep. to see. Because we were about to, like, we had just bought a lot of wine. Uh, yeah, we were about to go home for the holidays to see my family mm-hmm. in Arizona. And we had, like, a case of wine to bring with us to drink. And I was like, you know, maybe we should just take a test just in case before we drink this whole case of wine. It's like, okay, (laughs) tests are expensive, and I only have two, so it's a waste of a test, but okay. And it was oh so positive. It was the positivest of the positive. It's the most positivist test I've ever seen. (laughs) And, and, And... we yep. like walked into the bathroom and she was like, see, it's only one line. And I was like, nope, 
like in my mind, I saw one line until I didn't. <laughs> I was like, no, it's two. And it became like it was, you know, sometimes I guess it's like one main line and then yeah. one faint line. And that still means you're pregnant. This is like the main line and then a darker second line. Yeah. We're so like, oh. it, it happened very very quickly. Yeah. I mean, we were honestly shocked because right. I think we were, like we said, we were prepared for this to take months and months, yeah. you know, and suddenly here it is. I mean, and I think that was, we had that conversation at one point of like, if we're going to do this, we should act as though it could happen immediately. And I went, nonsense. Nonsense. <laughs> Stupidest thing I've ever heard. I was like, but what if it does? I had faith. I had faith in my swimmers. You did. I did. I have high motility, as they say. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) I don't know what I got, but I got you, babe. (laughs) So, so, and this is like the week before Christmas, and we are going like to visit my family. So it was immediately we were put in this position, because here we are, just found out we're pregnant, and we're planning to travel across the country in a pandemic and we don't know when we're going to see my family. Right, we don't see again, them very right? much. Uh, and because of this. And so we were immediately in this place of like should we tell people? Well, you also, know, friends, we are drinkers. Right. We're not alcoholics, but we do like our wine. We like our wine. And the occasional dirty martini or yeah. a bourbon. Yeah. On the rocks. Some beer. <laughs> Some champagne in the morning with I move oranges. I'm not sure if you got it. (laughs) (laughs) So needless to say, if we went to see anyone for several days and I didn't drink. Yeah, they'd be like, oh. Instant red flag. Instant red flag, yeah. So we kind of had this this crazy thing because, you know, there's this whole debate about do you tell people right away and when is it safe to tell people? And, you know, I have to say, I, I hate that. I hate that yeah. feeling. I hate that that idea that like you have to wait till like you're until it's safe to tell people. Yeah. When arguably like this first trimester is the worst. It's the hardest part of the whole thing because y- you you're at greater risk of miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And 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 I realize I understand the impetus to keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want the whole world or your whole, you know, world to get really excited. And then not only are you let down, (laughs) of Mm -hmm. course, right? Are you grieving a miscarriage if it happens? But now you sort of have the responsibility of dealing with everybody else's grief and all of that attention on you. And maybe you don't want it. Yeah. And so I understand people's decisions to wait. Uh, but also there's this whole like miscarriages are stigmatized, right? Uh-huh. There's this icky feeling that you have to keep that kind of thing secret and and I think so many uh mothers to be are just so isolated and alone and yeah. can't talk to each other about mm-hmm. it. Uh so we personally besides this, you know, sort of Christmas timing and all of that Wanted to tell people earlier mm-hmm. to practice being tra- transparency. Yeah. We wanted to practice transparency, be open, and, and, and to be vulnerable, and and like let people know that you know if the worst were to happen, that you know they're not alone. It yeah. happens way more than we think it does, and you know, and and our culture is very unique in that we don't talk about the first trimester. Our our, our friend was telling us about you know, other cultures that it's just, they think we're, we're, they think we're ridiculous Mm -hmm. that we don't talk about the first trimester because that's really a time where you need a community of people who've been through this experience before because they know what to look for. They know what the feelings are. They know what to expect. Uh, I'd say this period of time has been fairly isolating. Yeah. Like very strangely, uh, there's like a feeling of feeling uh, stuck, which I think I was, I was surprised. Yeah. You know, we, we were joking around is if you watch anybody get pregnant on TV, it's like, you know, they get pregnant. And then the next scene is them at the doctor, right? right? Getting it all looked at, right? you know, and, and some people do, yeah. uh, you know, some people have their family physician or general practitioner just to confirm the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I didn't do that. I called the birth center where we kind of were interested in. Actually, I called my gynecologist and they were like, no, no, a, a drugstore test is good. That's yep. pretty accurate. If you took two of them, which I ended up taking yeah. two uh, a couple of days apart, they they were like, no, no, no you're pregnant. Yeah. They're like, right, do we do we need to come in? I said, no, you know, usually you don't see anybody till week eight. Like, so eight. I was like, what? Week eight? We're only on four or five. That's two months. For, like, you know, it's, yeah. it, and it was this wild thing. And so we were dealing with this this strange feeling of it feeling like it seemed very early. Mm-hmm. And because the holidays were right there, we had to very quickly decide. I mean, within a day or two, we had to decide if we were going to tell our family in person because mm-hmm. We're going to be lucky enough to see them all yeah. in person. And so we opted to do that. <laughs> yeah, we knew we were going to see Nate's parents, and we weren't planning to see my parents in mm-hmm. person, but we arranged sort of a gift exchange on the porch yeah, so that we could tell them in person yeah. as well right before we left town. Yeah. And then it, it's weird because then we barely had time, I think, to wrap our head around the fact that it was happening. And so mm-hmm. we're telling people before we've actually – we're still in disbelief that it's even real because we've, to this point, other than the test, had no confirmation I that mean, anything substantial yeah, has really there happened. There were some things that happened to my body that <laughs> felt different, but also it was the holidays. And yeah, I'm like, you're like, wow. Obviously, I'm bloated from all the cookies. <laughs> so it was a long waiting period. Right. What was great, I'll say, in retrospect about that time was that we had some time to figure out like where we wanted our prenatal care to happen and mm-hmm. research some, you know, if we wanted to use a midwife or an OBGYN or both or whatever. And so we did, we found a great place and we did an orientation with them and we applied and we, you know, got set up with them, but they couldn't see us until I was like nine and a half weeks right. along, we thought. And I, and I, to me, this is the thing that blew, blew my mind the most, like as, you know, as the dad here, like I was expecting to kind of start the process right away. And like, here we go. And this wait before, Mm -hmm. between that, like finding out on that first doctor's visit was like hell. I mean, we told our parents right away and there was that initial excitement. And then for two months, it felt like nothing has happened. Nothing's happening. Nothing's going on. Like, is this even is real? Is this even real? And if it's real, is it okay? Yeah. Is it viable? Right. Or is my body just reacting as if yeah. there's something growing? Yeah. And I, and I think that's why that's why having the opportunity, I think that's why telling people earlier could be a really good yeah. thing because then someone can tell you like, that's normal. Yeah. I did this for this long. You know, we, we were worried about your diet and things that you had eaten beforehand, before you knew and all those things. Right. And, you know, we've discovered the the horrifying nature of Googling anything about Ugh. being pregnant. You get all the answers, including all the really terrifying yeah. ones. They're like, well, Don't. it's probably fine or, or your baby's dead. So... But call your doctor. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Oh, oh, well, thanks. I, I don't not even helpful. have a doctor yet. I haven't even seen them yet. <laughs> You're failing. Yeah. You're failing. It's you crazy. Know. So the plan was to do this first appointment, and we thought, oh, I'll get a little mm-hmm. like ultrasound, some sort of confirmation of pregnancy then. Yeah. And then we'll be able to sort of spread the word a little early because, you know, again, yeah. transparency, vulnerability. Right. Uh, so this podcast is coming right around that time that we had planned right. for. Mm-hmm. However, uh, after that first appointment, we did not have an ultrasound. And I happened to say something about, like, I was sort of irregular uh, in terms of my cycles, my lady cycles, mm-hmm. prior to um, all of this. And they they were like, oh, well, maybe we should schedule an ultrasound just to, like, make sure we kind of have mm-hmm. a better sense of the due date, just to make sure we're on track for yeah. scheduling. So last week we went in for that. First ultrasound, where you just see like the little, I think it's just, you know, at that phase is moving from embryo to fetus uh-huh. phase. So small. And I was like preparing myself to maybe not even see anything. Mm-hmm. So we got in there and they're like, first of all, it was the midwife. Uh-huh. And this place has like eight midwives on staff and they're all amazing. There were a couple 
there's like a nurse and somebody shadowing, like a midwife. Yeah, there are a lot of people in the there room. A lot of people in that room. All masked, all safe. All vaccinated. I think they've all been vaccinated. Great. But <laughs> they started looking. And they're like, "Oh, there's a head. Oh, well, that's a big baby. Oh, how how far along did you say you were? Oh, like ten like, weeks. Ten weeks at this point. And they're like, "Oh, no, 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 no. This is like a fourteen week baby." And we're like, "What?" And then the more they looked, and the more they like poked my belly, because at that point my belly was like. Ugh. Like annoyingly huge for what I thought was three right. weeks. You were like, you were like, I shouldn't have a baby like, bump I right have now. A bump. This What's is wrong a, with me? Something's wrong. And they were like, well, you might be closer to sixteen weeks. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how that. I don't know how sixteen is possible, <laughs> but I guess it's possible. It's possible because everything was like a little bit yeah. vague. And so, you know, that whole conversation we had on November 7th. So on the day that I was scolding Emily about <laughs> about not being careful with birth control and about how we had to have this conversation yeah. together, it was already done. It was done and done. Signed, sealed. Not, not delivered uh, uh, not yet. Not delivered yet. But signed and sealed. But signed for and sure. sealed. Uh, it's, yeah, I was a... a Two to four weeks along yeah. at that point. Yeah. So we, yeah. So we're we are dealing with that right now. We had a passionate conversation about it. Do you want to talk about that? I mean, I think so. <laughs> I'd say first of all, my initial reaction when I found out, I, I think my big takeaway as as this experience has unfolded has that been that all of the talking about discussing the back and forth. Mm-hmm. All of the time in the years we've spent going around and around about this idea was way more stressful and way more angst, like went into that than I think the moment of actually finding out. I thought, given how this conversation had gone back and forth, that I might be a little panicky or nervous or or weirded out when it happened. And I was just, we saw those two lines and I don't know, I can't describe it like, if if this has never happened to you, it feels like leveling up. And like, that's the best way I can describe it. I feel like I've been on this plane of existence of like, this is life. This is adulthood. This is what living is. And it's just like, you look at that, those two lines and you've just like, hmm. you've moved, you've just gone up a level. And like, I don't know. It, and I felt calm. Mm-hmm. I did not feel panicky. I didn't feel nervous. You know, I'm older, I'm, you know, 36, just turned 36, and I feel, like, very stoic. I feel like, oh, okay, cool. I literally said the words cool. Like, not, oh, my God, I'm so excited. Just like, yeah, yeah, this feels right. Yeah. Uh, It's unreal. Unreal experience. And so that feeling has been really exciting. And then, you know, we had this whole time to like research and learn and and start like looking, really looking into this. And we've had this uh, hilarious thing of trying, of looking at like dad stuff. Yeah. um, Which let me tell you, y'all, it's the most absurd thing. It's just like, we, it's just so funny. Emily got me a book, which is great. It's like a, a dad who had had a child and wrote this book during the process of having his second child um, and collected experiences from all around the country, from women and men, um, just to kind of see, just to gather information and to gather good like experiences. And it's a good book and the information is great, but still it's written sometimes in a bit of a tone that's a little like a little pandering and a little sometimes... Mm, would you say it like kind of writes off the yeah? Mom, mom. It's like it's it's like very much. It's just a little cliche. Mm-hmm. You know, don't worry about it because at the end of the day, she's pregnant, and it's you know, no matter what what's going on, she's right, you're wrong, so you might as well just accept that. Like, it, and there's like, it's and that's written, ridiculous because that's true all the time. With that's us. true all the time, right? <laughs> it's like so. It, it's written in this like vein of like you either must be a doormat. Or you must silently bear the indignities of this 
pregnant this woman, crazy, this pregnant crazy woman. pregnant woman, and know that you're secretly that you're right always. Yeah, it's it's and but but the funny thing is, it's a little I, tongue in cheek. Yeah, it's kind of fun, but you know, every now and then I'm like, I'm like, this is just a little nonsense. What's interesting is that I <laughs> scoured the internet for good yeah. books for expectant dads, mm-hmm. and <laughs> so much of what I saw was it like all the reviews were like this is informative but it's kind of pandering and oh, yeah. my husband couldn't finish it because it's they treat it's so you, gendered they treat you like an idiot yeah too like and it's weird there's this assumption like hey you blockhead Mm-hmm. You don't know a thing about women. You a big idiot. You lady half baby in lady belly half now. Baby in belly. You make lady happy. <laughs> it's like don't Lady cry a lot. Lady cry a lot. No call fat. <laughs> like it's so strange. And it and it's like you're reading it. You're like, I'm not an idiot. Like I know. Just tell me what's going on. Just yeah. tell me physically and med- medically. What's going well, and on? And that's what the yeah. what to expect when you're expecting <laughs> yeah. is for the. I recommend the Mayo Clinic version of that because it's a little more to the point yeah. and less, uh, you know, saccharine. Yeah. And it's good for both parents. It's hard because all that stuff. There's so much geared towards moms, mm-hmm. but really they're for parents. Yeah. And I wish it was more. I wish there was more out there that was like this is for parents. For parents. Not moms, not dads. Because then, it also, it it includes anyone, anyone, right. all genders, all yeah. types of relationships, mm-hmm. and it's just yeah, it's um, that's been an interesting thing, yeah. and that extends to the apps that we found <laughs> as well. So there are lots of apps that are available to me. You I found a cool one. Dozens and dozens. Yeah. I had one that, mm-hmm. that Emily found and sent me. It's called Daddy Up. Yeah, I didn't look into it. it I just was it like, oh, it sounds one. like a gay dating site is what it sounds like. <laughs> daddy up. Hey. Hey, daddy. Yeah. Um, but it's, and it's all written in the perspective of like a lumberjack, <laughs> as if you're a lumberjack. And it's like, now that you've finished cutting a cord of wood before winter, you should know your baby is the size of a beaver tail. <laughs> and you can skin that, wear it on your head, lift a woman high into the air, you know, make her a dress out of, you know, skinned animals and, <laughs> you know, for your dear lumber Jill. It's just nonsense. It's, it's so stupid. It's kind of cute. Though, it's a right? cute, like, it's, it's cute. It's <laughs> but just it's very, it's very much like it's so fragile. Centric. It's so fragile. Yeah. I'm like, look, I don't cut wood on any day. So we don't <laughs> have to pretend that now because. Emily is pregnant that I'm about to start to like yeah. reaffirm some sort of masculine. Where's the, uh, <laughs> where's the like hipster millennial right. parenting? God, now that you've finished book. breaking in that pair of boutique leather boots you found in a thrift store in, in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You can, you can repurpose your beanie as a swaddling cloth. Right. Where's um, that? Where's that? <laughs> Uh, if anybody knows about these things, let us know because we're in the dark about it. The like, internet. Did you know useless. that mustache wax can be used to fight diaper rash? <laughs> now you know. Um, I, we were talking but- <laughs> the other day. We need a baby Bjorn that has like the pocket for the harmonica, right? Yeah, and like a little essential oil pouch um, and I, therapy. And I laugh at the ads. Oh my gosh, the ads I get on on the internet, y'all. It's like. Would you like to carry your baby at some point? You're like, yeah, sure. I'm like, do, but do you want to do it looking like you're going into combat? It's like camo. It's like, yeah, I want to be on the front line. You got your rucksack my, on my, one my rucksack. side and your baby on the yeah, other. Yeah, it's like, oh my God. It's just nonsense. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah, we've been really surprised it's by so that. It's so funny. And it's like, it's like one of those moments of like the algorithms know what's happen- happening so much, but clearly they don't know me Well, they at all. They haven't put the you that they knew before <laughs> and combined it with the dad you. They, it doesn't compute. It doesn't work. The algorithms haven't worked that out yet. Yeah. Either that or companies need to get their shit together <laughs> and make some stuff that's like... For um, people to wear babies, yeah. not dudes yeah. to wear babies. The coolest thing is uh, the photo part, though. There is a part of this app. The that, log. It's called the log. 
Yeah, yeah. Lumberjacks, you know. But basically, you can upload pictures of the progress, and at the end, it'll make this cool book out of it, which is great. I love that. You've been doing all the pictures. I've been doing none, and it's wonderful. All of that. And the other thing I was looking for was a journal. I, I really, you know, one of the things, you know, I felt growing up is I heard about my mom's experience having me throughout my life. And I didn't hear it from my dad as much. Like I knew the story, but I, I didn't always like, you know, it was like, I, I didn't always know like how he felt about things, you know? And what's interesting is now that we are, hmm. he he's like, oh, my dad's on another level. He sent me a text on my birthday that like made me weep. He like related my entire birth story in a way I'd never heard before. And it's like, that's a cool thing about this moment is like everyone kind of it brings everybody it's like such a uh it's such a shared experience because everyone has either been there been a product of it or you know mm-hmm. or t- taking part in it in some way and that that's kind of cool mm-hmm. but i started um keeping a journal and i really was i was looking for a journal that i could get to like keep this information for my future kid to read about what i was thinking as this was happening and the uh, nonsense, just nonsense. What did you find? I, like, I found nothing really for like, that was like for dads yeah. and that's fine. But I was just looking for just general generic, like pregnancy journal. And it was all like fairy pigs and <laughs> princesses and like. I won't go near that like, stuff. And I just like. I, I won't go near it. I was like, this is not like, yeah. why? I should have a, like, this should be. This shouldn't be a hard thing to find, yeah. you know. Surely someone's been like, you know, who needs a journal? Dads. Dads. Well, and it's <laughs> so know? wonderful because dads aren't experiencing firsthand yet, right? What's happening? You're observing. If you feel, I feel like a scientist out in the field. You know, it's <laughs> like out there. I'm like, ah, oh, she ate four bananas today, and. <laughs> Subject she, seems to be craving a lot of lemon things. Mm, she's lumbering across the mist of the living room. <laughs> lumbering. <laughs> wow, wow. And, you know. Yeah, so the, but this is a great way for you to be engaged it's in really this great. process. And I love it. I highly recommend it. If you're, a, like, if you're a, a dad-to-be and you haven't, keep a journal. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that have happened already. That I'm like, I'm so glad I wrote that down. Ugh. Um, because it's happening so fast. It's happening so fast, even though it feels painstakingly slow. Well, especially when you get launched into second trimester without knowing yeah. you were there. And so this was this great moment is suddenly our due date got like moved up a month. And it was like kind of, we were so overjoyed because we weren't going in expecting to see anything. A feet and a head and uh, we saw you know, arms column and, and ri- the rib cage. craziness. And, Heard the heartbeat. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Um, and we got home, so exciting. And then like yesterday, was it yesterday, two days ago, we decided to like move, uh, the first bits of furniture out of what is currently, um, my office to like make room for a nursery. And like, we were moving these bookshelves down into the, the, uh, into our basement. And so we're going to like reconfigure some things, which is what would be happening no matter what. But we moved those down and I I was suddenly like, would you say despondent? Like a little sad, a little... I I don't know what you were for for clamped. I was a little like... First of all, we would have... I think just to clarify your previous point that we would have been... Moving the bookshelves down, whether I was, because we were inclined to do it that day, whether I was 10 weeks or 16 weeks. This is the natural thing that we would do to have a baby. This is the place where a baby will will live, you know? (laughs) And it was, you you were, yeah, despondent was a good word. I mean, you... (laughs) At one point, we moved all those bookshelves down, and I'm stoked. I'm, like, motivated. I want to do everything yeah. right now, get, get it all done. And the bookshelves look great downstairs. Yeah, I was good. like, this is awesome. I come upstairs, and he's sitting in his office chair <laughs> with one leg crossed and his head in his hands. And he's just looking at the wall where his bookshelves once were. <laughs> <laughs> just looking so sad and forlorn. Forlorn. 
And I was like, babe, how are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? And it was the first glimpse of like, oh, I'm just realizing my life is changing forever. Yeah, yeah. And this space that I've coveted during this pandemic yeah. as my own space, that which we've cultivated, right? And we have talked about this <laughs> in this podcast of like, mm-hmm. we finally got a space of our own yeah, that we can just be in. And now his is going away temporarily. Yeah. I mean, and I say temporarily because we're going to find a space for you. Yeah. But right now, the recording studio is in its I'm own gonna room. I'm going to be like Harry Potter. I'm going to have like a space under the stairs. Oh, Yes. <laughs> We'll bum, make a cabinet bum, bum, for bum, you. Bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, so that was interesting. And then we went to bed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like well, we both know this is how we're gonna this feel. Is part of the this process, is part of learning. You know, dealing with a big change yeah. like this. And then the next day. I don't know. We were bit. What were we it's doing? A busy we were doing all day. Kinds of stuff. It was busy. There was some like financial, like just businessy stuff we had to take care of. And at some point, he just it wasn't despondent at that point. It was like irritable. I was irritable. We were we were, we were, we're talking, talking about, about insurance. Insurance. My health insurance because yeah. I I currently have it and it's a great coverage, but it's going to expire on June 1st. Yeah. And and this baby right now we think is coming in July. Yeah. And so we're like, do we do Cobra? Do we do the public option? Do we get on his insurance? Uh, thanks, Obama. Uh, Obama. Obamacare may be the way to go. Yep. Um, we haven't decided yet, but we were looking at that and, and I just, <laughs> you know... I thought it was a conversation we were having. Everything I would say, he'd be like, I'm looking. I know. And I'm like, okay, uh, I'll just shut up. But he, you know, a little irritable. And then, um, and then what happened? I just had this moment of like, I'm, my wife is pregnant right now, 14 to 16 weeks. She's hurting, she's tired. And I'm being like mean, like I'm in a bad mood. And I was like, I'm feeling angry. And it, and I was like sitting there, I was like, why am I feeling? Because I hadn't felt this way at all. And I think, and I was sitting there and I was like, what is going on with me? And I was like, oh, I know what it is. And I'm, I was like, I am mad right now that while I, while we were, while we were deciding to have a kid, Flashback you were already to November 7th. <laughs> that you were already pregnant, and the thing yeah. that I was worried about happening did in fact happen. Yeah. And while it doesn't change anything, I'm like, that's the thing. It's like I'm overjoyed. I'm so happy. I'm so excited. This is huge. I, I'm I'm ready in all the ways, and and it's been great. It's I feel close to you. It's wonderful. <laughs> um. I was in this moment, I was like mad. And I think it just hit home that that feeling of moving my stupid bookshelves (laughs) made me feel suddenly out of control and like things were happening that were out of my control and that life was getting away from me. Like that feeling of like, I'm on a path now that like I'm on it. Right. There's no undoing it. There's no going back. Like this is this is the life we're on. And it, and I was like, and I don't like this feeling that I didn't actually decide to do so. Right. I, and I thought Which I had. <laughs> you did. Yeah. But it happened did. before <laughs> we'd like said, okay, right. let's do yeah. it. And I and y'all, I had to like get that out, you know. And I had to like yell at my pregnant wife for. <laughs> For, you know, rightfully so, rightfully so. <laughs> you know, I needed to hear it. You needed to say yeah. it. Uh, it was it was a stupid thing I did, <laughs> and I will say that it was not intentional. Right. Uh, but I can't say that there wasn't some like <laughs> part of me in the back of my head that was like, he doesn't think this is going to take a while, and right. I need to get the ball rolling. Yeah. So I'm going to take matters into my own hands. Like <laughs> I most definitely did not think those thoughts, but. I, I can't say that there wasn't something somewhere that was like, I don't, that, you know, that was right. causing that laziness yeah. about birth control. So, and so I had to do, you know, I had to hear it. Yeah. And and he was absolutely right. Yeah. I, and it's just a weird, it's a weird feeling, you know. Um, and I imagine 
there's this is something that's going to happen. Like there's going to be times during this process where one of us makes a mistake and is rightfully no needs to be no no I'm sorry that's never gonna happen <laughs> you know but the other person's gonna need to like call it out yeah and and I think it's interesting because I've been reading this book it's like don't argue with her don't tell her she's wrong oh your book don't yeah. you know you're wrong and I was like damn it I'm not wrong I'm mad and I have to and I have to say so you know yeah. and and more than anything it was from this fear of. I felt it in that day, and I was like, if I don't say this today, I'm going to hold on to it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little worse. And if I don't get it out tomorrow, I'm going to hold on it for the rest of the week, and it's going to be worse. And like, that's the type of thing that if you don't get out and like let it go, Ooh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like this level of um, adulting again that it's just happening. I'm not. I don't know how to explain it. It's just like a different level of thinking. It's suddenly. I can't, I have to say this, not because it's better for you or because it's better for me. Mm-hmm. I have to say this because down the line, I have to have this little person yeah. that I'm going to be looking at and I cannot have any ounce of regret or, or hesitance or resentment, Yeah, you know? Well, and if you, if you're harboring that for me as well, the kid will pick up on it. Right. And my biggest fear after this came out, and not that I wasn't really expecting it, because I knew that it was a problem, <laughs> uh, but when it came out and you started, you know, it got heated. I wouldn't say you were yelling at me, but it, but it was like, I feel robbed of a decision here. Right. You know, yes, I would have made the decision anyway. Yes. Yes, I know, had made the decision. I had made the decision, and it was great. <laughs> And I'm very happy, but I didn't then because right. it happened earlier than I thought. And, uh, and I, I, you know, as he, he was saying these things, he would periodically stop and apologize for being so mean to me because I'm pregnant. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 I deserve it. Keep going, keep going. Because my biggest fear is yeah. that you hold on to this. Right. And, and I don't want to carry this forward. Right. I don't want us to carry this forward into our child's life. Right. So, or even much farther into the pregnancy, because you know stress can have right. effects and things like that. At least I, I think so. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't let that become a, a wedge right. that drives itself between between us and what we're doing. Because the facts on the ground haven't changed as far as what we mutually have decided to do together, which is to go on this journey. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it's it's a, a little wrinkle in the story, which. In many, like, what's funny is leading up to it, I before I felt upset, I felt kind of amused by it. Mm-hmm. I was like, for several days, I was like, that's hilarious. Like, <laughs> I told I told my uh, my dear friends about it, and we like laughed. And it was like two days later, I was just pissed about the whole thing. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, and and to your credit, like, you called it out immediately. Like, we were in the the room getting the ultrasound. We found out. They left the room, and the first thing Emily does is turn to me, and she goes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, this is crazy. It's true, yeah. You were like, I was, it's great. It's amazing. Like, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it took a week for it to just land. Wash over and you. It wasn't until I moved my bookcases that it all came, like, rushing in, like, yeah. the reality of what's going on. I'm sure that there will be moments like this periodically yeah. as yeah. we go. And it may not, you know, originate back to this one issue because hopefully we're kind of moving past that. Although I did say the other yesterday when you were so upset and I wanted to like, get it out, get it out now. But like, <laughs> you know, get it out early. Yeah. Uh, you may be mad about it again soon and um, <laughs> that's okay. You know, and I think it's a good thing in general, just to keep in mind is, you know, this is one event, this is one very specific thing, but what a time to like get some things handled. Yeah. Right. It's like, if there's some lingering thing that we're upset about from before, from our past, from like something we've been holding on to, like, let's get it out. Let's get it out now. Yeah. Um, so that we can deal with those things and then move forward. 
you know, it's a, this is a wild, wild moment, you know, and every person who's ever done this is like hearing this being like, no shit, idiot. Of course it's a wild <laughs> moment. But like speaking to. No, to, no, it's only happening to us. It's only happening to us. You know, <laughs> it's like some of the things I don't know. I, I wish that I had known earlier. I wish I had known that the, the first eight weeks are, you know, in many ways boring but maddeningly so. Maddening. Um, uh, I wish that. I wish that there was less of a stigma about telling people. I wish that people just like when it happened, there was a lot more of just like let's tell people. Not yeah. everybody, even, but just tell people. We so you wanted, have some people you can connect you can with connect and with, talk to and hear other people's right. stories, so you're not mm-hmm. alone. Even if you don't have anyone, you know personally to connect with you might hear people like us talk about it and we wanted to be those people and then we found out we were already in the second trimester and more or less in the clear yeah we're like oh we're like we're gonna announce this so early on the podcast so everyone can hear about our journey be models of vulnerability and then we found out we're or or in the second trimester Uh, but, I'm not mad about some of that, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm mad that we weren't able to talk about it, but I'm happy to be where I am now. Yeah, you know. Um, what, what? How about? Would you like to talk about our our birth plan and how that got uh-huh. kind of discussed? Uh, how a we went about years that? ago? I was talking to a friend and colleague who was training to be a doula, and we had a brief conversation about natural birth mm-hmm. and. You know, I was saying, Nate and I are on the fence about it. We think we we're leaning towards trying, but it'll be a while. And she got me thinking about it here in Denver. Mm-hmm. But I'll say, even rewind back to to a few years before that, we have a good friend mm-hmm. whose wife gave did home birth in yeah. their tub twice. And he like delivered, yeah, the baby. I mean, they had like midwife there, yeah. and nurses, and they were like supported, yeah, but. Um, but it the story that and I couldn't even begin to and nor should I tell their story. Um, but it's it's so magical and inspiring. So we've I've had this seed about a, yeah. a natural birth in my head for a little while. Uh and but I also knew that um a couple women in my family, my mother and my aunt, have had trouble with natural birth. I was a C section because I my I just wouldn't fit. I was a preemie, but I still I was mm-hmm. tiny. But um it's just, you know, th- there are complications. Right. So uh, so I was a little nervous about doing like a birth center that was all natural birth and not being close to hospital. And then we found this center, the birth center of Denver. Mm-hmm. It's the only one in the state that is affiliated with a hospital. They're right next door. Yeah. And it's one of only four in the country. Four or five in the whole country. Crazy. It's a beautiful thing, y'all. Yeah. And, and it's this tight-knit, like, small team of midwives and nurses mm-hmm. that are with you from day one or, or week, whatever, yeah. of your pregnancy <laughs> through the birth. And you get to meet other moms-to-be that are around do mm-hmm. around the same time as you. Yeah. Uh, and they have these, what you they call onboarding, as you, like, meet every other week and chat with other people and, and share stories and stuff. And they have classes and they have all these birthing suites, which are really comfy looking and chill Mm -hmm. with like mood lighting and a big bed (laughs) and a big tub. Cause they do water birth. Water birth. Yeah. They have, you know, the fit balls, um, for labor and swings and, and there's like diffusers for aromatherapy and all this stuff. And we fell in love with this place. It's wild. You walk in and you're like, it looks like a cross between like a hospital room, a hotel room, and a brothel. A brothel. <laughs> just like balls and swings and straps yes. and candles everywhere. <laughs> it's just the strangest thing. I thought you meant because of stirrups or something. Because the stirrups. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. So they're really big on supporting you mm-hmm. as mom and your birth plan. And, of course, minimizing medical intervention. So they do the nitrous oxide thing to just make it a little easier. But there's no epidurals, no episiotomy, Mm. none of that stuff that, like, um, has a potential. And no judgment if that's your way to go. Like, I think the medical advancements are there for a reason. And we should not be ashamed about using them. I just kind of wanted to experience it this way. However, 
I really wanted to be close to a hospital. So in case something Mm -hmm. like an emergency C-section happened, I'm right there and I'm taken care of. I I do appreciate this, this feeling because I think like working with, with these midwives already, just the tone is so different because I think they, they put, they make me feel at at peace just in talking. Cause I, you know, in the beginning, before we went, we were Googling everything and, you know, it's just terrifying. You know, it's like, Oh my God, don't eat that. And don't do that. Don't look at the sun. Don't look at the moon. Don't let, don't go outside. Don't walk under a ladder. Don't touch a cat. Like everything is bad. (laughs) Don't even think about fish. Think about fish. Like it's so (laughs) crazy. And you feel like, oh my God, like how am I going to make it through nine months, much less their entire, this child's life (laughs) without just, just killing them, right? And these midwives, they just don't approach it as a medical situation. It's like, this is a natural thing. This is a thing that our bodies are meant to do. And there are ways that we can tap into that and we can do everything we can to mm-hmm. help facilitate that natural process, knowing that if we have to intervene medically, we can. And that's their approach. And so when we talked to them, we brought all the questions, y'all. We had like a Google Doc of questions. It was like, <laughs> these patient, patient, kind <laughs> midwives. They were lovely. You know, and, and their response to everything was just, their response to everything was just hilarious. They'd be like, okay, well, what about like exercise? Should we like be doing this? And they'd be like, well, what have you been doing before? We're like, oh, we were doing this. And like, keep doing that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, but surely like diet, right? Like we got to change up our diet, got to do all this stuff. And they're like, cool, what have you been eating? Yeah, keep eating that. Like, oh. Like. Yeah, yeah. They're they're very (laughs) much like we don't want you to change anything drastically because we don't know how your body's going to respond to that. And you don't want to send your body for, you know, throw throw it for a loop when it's also trying to create a human uh, you know, I will say we've definitely started eating healthier, mm-hmm. like fresh. We had we've had vegetables and fruits in our diet, but now they're fresher. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and you know we're just kind of trying to be more balanced. And yeah, uh, there are certain activities you shouldn't do. Sure, but they were really chill about it, and yeah. it's firstly maddening because of course this is only happening to me, and it's never happened to anyone else in the history right. of time. And why doesn't right. everybody else care as much as me? But they're just also, you know, in the end, it's really nice to have that calming presence of like, no, you're good. See, and that, it's funny, that reminder is all that like keeps me together. Yeah. Anytime I feel myself getting like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, this is insane. This is insane. Yeah. I'm just like, nope, nope. There are 7 billion people. Yeah. Here. Who've done it. Right. Already. And then some. And then some, and then and and we're gonna be like we're gonna be okay, okay. you know. And and the advice of like, don't worry unless there's something to worry about, right? You know, unless some unless a medical person's like this is troubling, assume everything is fine. Yeah, and I do. You know, I start to become a worry wart. Like, what about this? I didn't know I was pregnant, and I had wine that time, and I had a lot Mm -hmm. of coffee, and da da da, and. Nate just keeps going. He just puts hands on hand on my leg or whatever, and he's like, "What did the midwife say?" I'm like, "They said it's fine." Okay. <laughs> I like that so, one. That's good. And I like you're doing everything right. <laughs> you're doing everything you can. You're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, it's just good to remember. It's good. That. That's a, a yoga, a great yoga thing of uh-huh. like, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Yeah. It's very comforting, <laughs> and it's very like in the moment. Yeah. Okay, let's not worry. We're do we're good right now. We're good. Yeah. Everything's good. So, what's our plan going forward? With I as far as uh, keeping folks updated. Okay, good. With all of this. So I think the plan is to update. Do an update episode like this mm-hmm. every several weeks. We're not we're not about turning this podcast into a, a pregnancy baby podcast. Right. It's still about marriage. Right. Um, and now it just happens to be this other factor that is contributing so to we're gonna our be learning about marriage in real time. Yeah. <laughs> and so we want to share that with you yeah. as it as it comes. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be we'll be updating you periodically with a with a baby episode. Yeah. So we'll talk about 
the things we deal with with family and in making important decisions and uh, all of those sort of things as they're unfolding and as we're coming across them because this is the first time we're experiencing this yeah. you know our marriage podcast has always been about here's our experience up to this point yeah you know that we the lessons we've learned along the way and and those of you who are listening who have had kids are gonna find us just so, so delightful and naive and naive and dumb. <laughs> um, it's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna go through it as it's happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we're excited that you're on board with us. Not just baby on board, but pod goblins as well. Pod goblins on board. <laughs> <laughs> we had a great weekend of telling the world, the world. it seems like mm-hmm. about this pregnancy. And so that's been wonderfully overwhelming and so much love and Yeah. And support. that's a wild experience that I I guess was excited for and I guess felt prepared for, but somehow it was such a whirlwind. That's a whirlwind. Cuz we decided we were going to do it this weekend regardless, but then we were farther along and we we're like, well, we definitely want to tell people. Yeah. And we just told everybody in a matter of like 2 days. Some smaller groups, and then and then we put a, a social oh media thing out, and it was just like, and, whoa! And trying to coordinate that, you know, <laughs> because you know, here we are it's in the digital age. It's it, age. It's like you can't even you, like you, if you tell anybody, you have to not only tell them, be like, okay, we're not announcing it yet, but it's like you cannot like half like social media blackout. You, know? you can't congratulate me on anything right. as if the world knows when we haven't announced Right. It. So we had to coordinate these things. I'm a, I got, how I got through like the eight weeks of like nonsense, like of just nothing's happening, uh, was using our social media design platform <laughs> that we use for the podcast to design uh, pregnancy announcements. And I'd made like three for like niche groups of friends, like a nerd yeah. Like yeah. we had one for our improv friends and we had one for our Taekwondo group. And then we had one uh, for the people who love our pets. Like, and then our family, it's, it's just nonsense. And we'd have little individual zooms or mm-hmm. calls and, and like, or text people the like announcement. Yeah. And that was cute. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd say, I guess big takeaways so far in terms of the very little insight or advice I could offer at this point is if you feel comfortable with it, tell someone. I mean, it doesn't have to be everybody, but yeah. tell a few people close to you who you who at least somebody who's been pregnant before. Yeah. So you have somebody to talk to. I mean, because you know, I'm glad we told our parents early because at least our parents could be like, that's you know, that's kind of that seems right. That mm-hmm. seems normal. You know, yeah. I remember that happening. You know, it, it helps to hear. Other people from a real person, from a real not person. just the internet, because the internet know. is a is a decent <laughs> resource if you know how to spot the bullshit. <laughs> but it's it means a lot more. Yeah, hearing it from a real person because there's always part of you that should yeah. not trust the internet. Yeah, like what the bump dot com might have some good what information. I just made that up, <laughs> <I know you laughs> <did. laughs> but they might not. You know, yeah. uh, so I I feel like that, and I think at, like any important life event like catalog it like it might seem silly but write it down capture your thoughts in some way yeah because it's it's this ever-changing thing and I, i one of the things i'm most excited about is the idea that this little person who will only know me as their parent is gonna be able to like look back and read the process I went through to become that parent. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. Yeah. You know, and I'm trying to be very honest about it. I'm trying to be very like, I'm terrified today. I'm, I'm, I recognize this flaw in myself today. And I hope that I don't pass that on to you. Or I hope, I hope that my worst traits don't impact you negatively. And I know they will, but here's how we, ba- like, it's, yeah. it's, you know, I want there to be a record of that level of honesty yeah. and vulnerability to like say like I don't have this figured out and I'm not pre- going to pretend to have it figured it out mm-hmm. as as I go along mm-hmm. you know it's good 
we're trying to live that vulnerability that we mm-hmm. are preaching here. And it's also really lovely now to have this recorded out oh my there gosh. forever. Crazy. Uh, in the cloud. Yeah. Documentation of our lives up until this moment and beyond for whoever to a listen. little baby, no matter what, even though your mom tricked me, I still love you so much. I didn't trick you on purpose. Baby, are you listening? <laughs> I think their ears can only hear me now. So I'm just going to tell my story. You're going to whisper it to your baby. belly in the dark. Baby, don't worry about him. He don't doesn't know. to your father. He doesn't know what's best. <laughs> Uh, we're off to a good start. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, anything else, Papa? No, Little Mama. <laughs> I've been called Little Mama a couple times, and it just tickles me. Every time no she end. just smiles, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> Looks like she's about to float off the fucking ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, y'all. Oh. Uh, so, hey. So, yeah, maybe baby. Part two. Part two. This time it's definitely a baby. (laughs) Less of a maybe, more of a baby. Yeah. (laughs) And on that note, we'll catch you next time. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to Twice Is Less Not Perfect. Want to hear more about what it takes to have a messy marriage? Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast And share us with your friends and family. You can follow us on all the socials. Find us on Facebook at Messy Marriage Podcast. And Instagram at A Messy Marriage Podcast. Have a question or an idea for an episode? Email us at lessnotperfect at gmail.com. And remember, when it comes to marriage, mess is more.